The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org slash innovation. What happened to Deborah Mark, anyway? Oh, she's off on a trip or something? Still, uh, still away on vacation. Still away on vacation. You're flapping everything around there, and hmm? I can hear all sorts of papers. I'm, I'm getting organized here. I don't come pre-organized like you do. I have to get organized. It's a process. It takes hours. Oh, then I'll wait if you're not ready. Uh, huh? Oh, it might take till seven, eight o'clock. So you be, we got to get going. <laughs> um, yeah, don't forget our voter guide. And uh, one of the persons that just got put on the voter guide is because uh, it was a little late addition. John Cobelt's recommendation. Uh, is going to be on our show today at 4 o'clock. It's a candidate to replace Mike Bonin on the L.A. City Council. If you live in his miserable hellhole on the west side, it's the uh, 11th uh, Council District. Uh, runs from Pacific Palisades all the way down uh, past Venice into Westchester uh, and inland. Tracy Park. Do not trust any of the other candidates. Many of the other candidates are insane. <laughs> All right. They they should be taken away to mental institutions. Tracy Park is the woman you vote for, and uh, she will not vote like Mike Bonin votes because Mike Bonin voted every time to destroy the west side of Los Angeles. And he did a good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
Do you think she'll be a game changer in terms of the way that district is dealing with homelessness? I, I think she's going to manage the, the district differently. Yeah, I think there's yeah. going to be different decisions made because every council person and I didn't actually know this until this whole homeless crisis. They, 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 can't, they have their own fiefdom and they can control how uh, problems are treated. Uh, like, for example, whether the uh, homeless encampments stay or go, uh, d- directing police resources. Uh, yeah. I don't know if this is on the books as a policy or this is just the informal way that has evolved over the years. But Bonin decided to let the homeless run rampant and decided to uh, uh, lessen the police presence. That Those were his decisions, his influence. So I think yeah. that's going to change. All right. We'll ask her some tough questions coming up after four o'clock here on the John and Ken show. Uh, You probably saw one of the big stories today is the big downturn in the uh, stock markets. Uh, The Dow down over a thousand points. The explanation for this is that the earnings reports continue to come in for the first quarter from for the businesses and. They're not doing too well. Now, the weird part is, and we can explain it with the following story, consumer spending is doing fine. And here is the reason in a post from Bloomberg. Apparently, pent-up inflation is going to drive your U.S. food costs even higher. This is an example of what we're talking about. A lot of the businesses are doing all they can to what they call, I think the term they used here is demand destruction. In other words, if they just take every price increase that's costing them from the goods that they buy to make the product that you buy and just shove the price higher, they eventually will destroy demand. So what they've been trying to do is, and some people call it shrinkflation, they sometimes shrink portions, shrink the product a little bit, but try to keep the price somewhat in line with what you've been paying. Sometimes they might just swallow the difference. Um, It says here a gallon of milk is up about 25% since before the pandemic. Retail bacon, 35% higher. Mm. But evidence suggests that even higher prices are on the horizon because customers have actually been shielded from the full brunt of soaring expenses that are facing producers, distributors, and small businesses like restaurants. And they can only hold back for so long. Well, they, they've, they've absorbed the price increases and they're taking a smaller profit. Right. And so like I said, in some cases, they may shrink your portion. You know, well, so they're giving you a little less food for the touch, same price, but don't touch you're not seeing portion. a price increase. Look at this. Look at this. I ran into that the other day, a restaurant I go to all the time. I looked at the plate. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> that looks 20% smaller. <laughs> oh, I'm missing eight fries here. <laughs> uh, eggs have gone up 220%. 220%. That that's that's I, I've never seen that in my life. Have you ever seen something like a basic staple food go up two hundred twenty percent in a year? Butter up fifty one percent. Fats and oils forty one percent. Flour forty percent. These are the basic ingredients uh, to make your meals. Yeah, it's like uh, I think it was Elon Musk said we're on our way to Venezuela type inflation if we don't really get a hold of this. Yeah, and, uh, the, and and the and the thing is that when they put out inflation numbers. They they sometimes put out a number that excludes food and energy, which is much of your daily spending, right? Well, you can't exclude food and energy when the eggs are going up two hundred and twenty percent. What do you mean? The the price of gas I saw I saw today in LA the price of gas the average is six oh eight. Six oh eight. Right. And it's you, always you, worth pointing out that the 
National average is 451. 451. And the national average on the last day Trump was president, 241. Yeah. We've gone from 241 to here in L.A., we're in the sixes. Is, is this not the worst management of the economy that most of us have ever seen? I mean, unless you're old enough to remember Jimmy Carter. Uh, this, is, this is just uh, absurd. They talked to a guy who runs a restaurant in Mississippi, and 18 months ago, a 40-pound box of chicken wings cost him about $85. Now it can go as high as $150. Things like cooking oil and flour have doubled in price for him in the past five months. And he's also paying more for labor and services. Even at the company that uh, it says here, he's paying more for labor and services. Uh, even a 15-piece order of chicken wings, which is a big deal at his restaurant, went for thirteen ninety-five before COVID hit. Now wings can go as they're so high, he just uses something called market price. And some days it can cost like $28. Market price is usually if you go to a really fancy restaurant. That's, That's the, what they would say for seafood, right? Lobster. For, for, for like lobster or uh, some kind of uh, high-end steak. Right. It depends what it costs on that day. Right. But because most mostly prices have been stable for, for decades. They had a target uh, uh, with the Federal Reserve of 2% inflation. And for many, many years, it's, it's hung in that neighborhood. And now suddenly, what? The eggs are up 220%? Oh, you realize that's like 100 times higher than it was supposed to go up? A hundred times higher for eggs? And the egg problem has been exacerbated by that bird flu outbreak that we've talked about. I forget right. how many, what was the number of millions of chickens they had to kill, egg-laying hens? Well, yeah, they, 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 in one place, it was five million chickens. I, yeah, I think in there Iowa. was a protest over that Timberwolf, uh, Minnesota Timberwolf team owner. Over, yeah, the NBA, yeah, the woman that, that kept uh, gluing herself and attaching herself to that's things. The thing, that's the response you get from the public, is some idiot glues herself to a basketball court. Well, they, they, you, you've got to kill the birds or the flu spreads to even more birds. More of them die and the eggs go up another hundred percent. I mean, what, I, you, I mean, honestly, she had to glue her head to a wall and stay there. So the real difference is the consumer price index is the thing that most of us use to gauge inflation. But the producer price increase, in, index has actually been accelerating faster than mm. the consumer price index. And the producer price index, that's what these guys have to pay to get the raw ingredients. Right. So they're taking a hit on their profits. Now, you were talking about the stock market at the beginning, right? Great example today. Target was down 25% at one point when I was listening to a report, down 25%. And because they've had to take a cut in their profits. They can't pass all the increases along. They're in a very competitive category, right? Target goes up against uh, Walmart, you know, mega stores like that. So they, they the, pri the prices are very competitive between these chains. And nobody can pass all the costs on to the consumer. So they get, they get whacked on profits, which means their stock price gets whacked when the quarterly earnings report comes out. Company's just not worth as much as it used to be because it's not making as much as it used to be. Right. Yeah, and that's what they refer to in the story, as I mentioned, demand destruction. If they keep raising the prices, eventually people will pull back. That's why there's been so many f fears that we could have what's known as stagflation. We got rising prices, but eventually we got some kind of recession because people are just going to choose not to spend the money on things that get too expensive. Uh, I seen the other day, it was like talking about the, the real estate market. You know, the, the Fed's been raising interest rates. That's supposed to help. Yeah. But apparently it's not changing the demand for housing. It's not really changing. I don't know whether or not people are not borrowing or what they're doing, but 
they're still trying to buy homes just like they were a few months ago, even though the interest rates are going up. So I, it's a it's a really weird time. In fact, one of the restaurateurs in this article said, I've been doing this over 30 years. I've never seen anything this crazy with the prices. No, I've never seen prices like this. I, I, I can't get over what stuff costs. Uh, and there's I, only I, so much you can blame the pandemic. I no, just... I... I mean, I got places I've gone to, you know, for probably 10 years or more, right? And I know what they cost. And, you know, every couple of years, maybe a little incremental increase. And now suddenly this this basic uh, cheeseburger, French fries, and Coke that I get at a local burger joint, not fancy, mid-range, right? I mean, above McDonald's, but, uh, you know, it's not like I'm going out to, uh, you know, the Four Seasons. And it's just a mid-range place. And I can't get out of there anymore. Under $25, just for the burger, a small fry, and a regular Coke. Plus the tax and the tip is over 25 bucks. Mm. used to be 15 So that's yeah. that's my little barometer every week. Is I, It's like 25 I would never spend 25 on a lunch unless it was my wife and I going out to something fancy on a holiday or something, right? $25? And this is what I just get a burger and fries. That's, I don't know. Yeah. All right. We got uh, more coming up. Johnny Kent, KFI. And... All right. Well, coming up after 2.30, the story that was kind of big for a few days last week is, or the week before is already over, and that confer- concerns this uh, disinformation <laughs> board. Uh, we'll explain what happened there. It was coming out of the Department of Homeland Security. It was supposed to counter lies on social media and in the media, lies as determined by one crazy woman. If you missed the story, but apparently it's all shut down. Oh, Tony, see if you could find her singing that uh, Mary Poppins song, okay? Because we had that a couple of weeks ago. And we always get a lot of requests for it. <laughs> Request not to play it again, but uh, uh, you'll, you'll see. If you're not following it, you'll see why she was uh, her commission was shut down. We were talking about inflation and how things may get worse because some businesses have been holding back on price increases, even though they're paying a lot more for stuff that they're buying in raw goods. Uh, we have a we have a new White House press secretary. Uh, Jen Psaki has finally moved on. I remember hearing last year she was leaving, and I thought she was leaving at the end of the year, but she was still there until well, May. She became a uh, propaganda talking head for MSNBC. Where the ratings are like near zero, from <laughs> what I understand, for a lot of their propaganda talking heads. But anyway, uh, the new woman took the job on Monday. I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Do you? Kareem Jean-Pierre? I don't know. I thought you might know. You don't no. know. Either Jean-Pierre or Jean-Pierre? Could be Jean-Pierre. Kareem Jean-Pierre. Sounds like so, a hockey player. Well, because she's Haitian, it would be of French origin. It would be Jean-Pierre, but mm-hmm. I didn't know if she, you know, made it more <laughs> American-sounding for Jean for people. But anyway, all right. So uh, one of the uh, pain in the neck for Jen Psaki is Fox News White House correspondent Peter Ducey. Now, the context of this question, we're going to play you the audio, because it's quite a debut for Kareem, uh, is that apparently Biden had sent out a, a tweet. Well, not Biden, but whoever operates the Twitter machine for Biden. Um, basically saying that to fight inflation, we need to raise taxes on the wealthy. Uh, wealthier corporations should pay their fair share. That was the tweet. This puzzled a lot of people, and I guess it puzzled Peter Ducey. So he wanted to ask the new White House spokeshole 
how that in any manner can help battle inflation to raise taxes on corporations. Here's how it went. Congratulations. Thank nice you. to see you up there. Thank you. Uh, the president's Twitter account posted the other day, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Um, so... Are you talking about a specific tweet? He tweeted, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Look, you know, we have talked about, um, we have talked about this this past year, uh, about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. Um, and that is important to do, and uh, that is something that uh, you know the president has been you know working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. And so it's very important uh, that uh, you know as we're seeing costs rise, uh, as we're talking about how to you know uh, you know build a, a America that's safe, that's equal for everyone, and doesn't leave safe. everyone behind. That is an important part uh, of that as well. But how does, how does raising taxes on corporations lower? the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans. So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right, especially those who <laughs> care about climate change, climate uh, change, to support a fair ta- tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate this people in our nation, prices. and not let this, this that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this ex- existential problem, if you think about that is an example. And to support basic collective bargaining rights as well, right? That's also important. But what? look, it is, you know, by not, if without having a fair tax code, which is what I'm talking about, then all, every, like manufacturing workers, cops, you know, it's not fair for them to have to pay higher taxes it's than two different conversations. who are, who are, who are not paying taxes at well, all. Well, what does that have to do with inflation? The president said, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Jeff Bezos came out and tweeted about that. He said the newly created disinformation board should review this tweet. Would you be okay with that? Look, it's not a huge mystery why one of the wealthiest individuals on earth, right, <laughs> opposes an economic agenda uh, that is for the middle class that cuts some of the biggest cost families face, fights inflation for the long haul, right? And that's what we're talking about. That's why we're, we're talking about uh, lowering inflation here and adds to the historic deficit reduction the president is achieving by asking the richest taxpayers and corporations to pay their fair share. That is what we're talking about. And how does that lower prices? Yeah, a couple of people who analyzed this said, looks like she was just reading talking points from for a different question. Yeah, a, a jumble of talking points and buzzwords. She threw in climate, climate change. change. Yeah. And, uh, collective bargaining rights. Collective. <laughs> I mean, that may be the worst answer you'll ever hear from a presidential spokesman. I mean, just the worst answer. It, it makes Kamala Harris seem like a Shakespearean player, doesn't it? Yeah, it's she, a, she it's was a strange word salad. It was it was diarrhea. It was uh, just a diarrhea of of random words thrown together. There was not there, there, there is absolutely zero connection between corporate tax rates and inflation. In fact, for a segment where we told you that companies are companies' profits are shrinking because they're not passing on all the price increases that they have to pay. Their suppliers. So companies' profits are going down, therefore the stock market's going down. Inflation has been causing the opposite problem. 
for corporations. Not that they're making more money. They're making less money. Right. That's one of the reasons the stock market tanked today. That's right. Um, uh, Lots of companies in this quarter have missed their earnings target because they have been reluctant to pass on the increases to the public. The the inflation is, is worse than you're paying. But the companies are eating some of it. Uh, they can't do that forever. That's right, when you go into come... business. So, I mean, that it may be the most idiotic, embarrassing answer you are ever going to hear. Uh, first day, tough. Yeah. All right, when we come back, yeah, you heard Peter Ducey mention the disinformation board from the Department of Homeland Security that was announced just a couple of weeks ago. It's been paused. That's the term they use. It's been <laughs> paused. Uh, and the lady behind it, who will review her background again, uh, is looking for a new job. More coming up. Every day a euphemism. Johnny Kencho, KFI. Hey, just uh, hot off the presses here, the uh, recall district attorney George Gascon campaign has announced that they have surpassed 450,000 signatures. Yes. 50 days to go to qualify this for the ballot. The deadline for submission is July 6th. That's really only 50 days away already, huh? Uh, so this is their announcement. And that was as of May 13th. So that's a few days ago, actually. So they're claiming thousands more are coming in daily. Millions of petitions still being mailed out. And in case you're not following this, they have to get to 567,000 good signatures. Uh, so they're looking, obviously, to get a bit more. I think they're trying to aim for maybe close to 700,000 signatures collected so ones that are thrown out they can still get enough to qualify the recall for the ballot and it would be in november that's right and he will be recalled he go, will go to recall com, and you could uh download print out your own petition and mail it in there you go that's what you ought to do and that would be such a huge win that would be a fantastic, exciting, overwhelming victory over this 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 destructive fool. It would make people feel like something is changing yeah. in terms of uh, the the direction of things, especially in the criminal justice system. So, and if you notice lately, he's been maneuvering a bit to put out uh, stories that seem to be more sympathetic. Maybe I'm changing my policies. Uh, here's a piece I wrote about victims. He's trying. But uh, well, just too resigned. late and too little, and really, just, he's got to go anyway because he's probably just faking no, he's, it. He is faking it. The, the the day he survives, he'll go back to the old stuff. And he, it, it's been very minor concessions anyway, very limited. He's 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 a dishonest, not to be trusted. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the word came from the Department of Homeland Security that they were assembling uh, a disinformation board. This is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen come out of government, and and that that's saying a lot. This yeah, is this just turned out to be a PR nightmare too, because everyone realized what is that supposed to be? It sounds like government censorship. Well, it's exactly what it was. The woman that they picked to head the disinformation board made the story even weirder. Her name is Nina Jankowitz. Never even heard of her before, but that's who they tapped. This is a woman that declared immediately the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. On top of that, she's been wrong on so many other issues, I think including, what, the Russian dossier that on Trump? That she, they... she, was, she was pushing the Russian dossier. Um, she uh, claimed that in 2016, when Trump was running, that he had ties to some Russian alpha bank, which was at the center of the whole Russia conspiracy claim. And it was, right. it was totally phony. 
And she also pushed the idea that Hunter Biden was uh, a Russian disinformation story. She promoted that heavily, the idea that there was no, no, there was no laptop, there was no Hunter Biden email cache, none of that stuff. So even if you even vaguely believed in something like this, that there should be somebody from the government who tries to <laughs> set the story straight like Russian propaganda that's dropped onto Facebook, you wouldn't pick this woman because clearly she's really incredibly biased. Well, so the, the word today is they have paused the disinformation board. Paused is the word. Uh, here's a reminder of Nina Jankowitz. Uh, apparently, she liked to make little videos where she sang her opinion and viewpoint about disinformation to the tune of the Mary Poppins classic, Supercalifragilistic. Well, here we go. Bullering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So, disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo when we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So this information's origin seems likely less atrocious. <laughs> She really wanted to do musical theater, didn't she? She was going to be in charge of the disinformation board. And by the way, the cover story is, oh, the Russians and Chinese were peddling disinformation to disrupt our democracy. No, it was to go after the Republicans and conservatives on social media. That's what it was for. Uh, because if you listen to her lyrics, she, she was talking about, um, uh, about COVID stuff, for example. Right. If if somebody went online and said something uh, uh, protesting the vaccines, for example, uh, then then they would get shut down, which is what they've been doing on social media. You can't have an opposing opinion, even though many of those opposing opinions turned out to be correct in the long run. Um, her idea was uh, if, you, if you're on Twitter, you may know about verified Twitter users. Mm -hmm. These are people who provide their identification and their photo and an email address. And then Twitter can verify that the person tweeting on this account really is that person. They're a real, a real thing. And so she thought that verified Twitter users could edit other Twitter users' tweets in case the verified user thinks that the tweet is misleading. Well. So you would have like a super committee of verified users, and they would decide what the appropriate uh, opinion is, right? And what the what the proper facts are. And um, and, and this is what it was about. It's it's to shut down other people's opinions that they find disagreeable or wrong, which is not yeah. the First Amendment. We get to express our opinions in any matter, even if we are disagreeable or wrong. Too bad. Go find so another country. They're trying to find her another place, either in DHS or in the Biden administration. In their goodbye statements today, they said, oh, the board was mischaracterized by the media. Mischaracterized, That's misrepresented. Right. You People know, I don't was, understand what we're actually trying to do. I, I always laugh when a Democratic administration complains about the media, when the media largely acts as a, a, a megaphone and a public relations agency for the administration. 
There, there's very little criticism. I mean, do we do, have we played any clips of a penetrating question uh, from any reporter other than Peter Ducey at these no, White House press Peter conferences? Ducey, right? right. And is there anything Peter Ducey has asked that has been out of line or has been spot on for what the average person cares about? <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. This we're in the age of monumental. Uh, horse crap. John and Ken. We're bringing the moist line back day after tomorrow. So here's an invitation. To leave a message. You can do it through the app using the talk back feature of the little microphone or dial up one eight seven seven moist 86 like uh, usual. one 877 He's described as an activist slash landlord. We're going to bring John Alley back onto the show after three o'clock for an update on Santa Monica. He has been tireless dealing with the homeless and crime problem in that city. He brought in Sheriff Villanueva for a community discussion. He says 200 people attended, plus 600 watched on Facebook. 200 people attended live. So um, one council member seems to be lending an ear and a concern to the problem. One. We had him on, Phil Brock. We did. I, and I think it's the only Santa Monica City yeah. official we've ever had on the show that I can recall. I don't know if you've been to the Santa Monica Promenade recently, but it's uh, been uh, destroyed. Destroyed. Uh, it's been destroyed. It was uh, where I moved to town. It was one of the coolest places to go to. And now it's been ruined by crime and vagrants. And the yes. Santa Monica City Council every day uh, does nothing. Does nothing to slow down the decay. And businesses are closing up and getting out. And there's not there's less and less every day to go see there, and you really don't feel safe walking around, especially in the dark. Yeah. All right. Well, we have uh, a growing problem. It's not huge, but it's being monitored here in the U.S. by the CDC and, of course, overseas. It is the monkeypox. And it's only bring up the story because I love to say monkeypox. You've heard of chicken pox? <laughs> this is monkeypox. Not hard to understand, is it? Would you like those little pussy things growing on your body? Uh, pussy They're lesions. Described as fluid-filled blisters. <laughs> Imagine a fluid-filled blister of monkeypox on your face, hands, and feet. Is oh, where they can end oh, up. Oh, not on your face. Yes, on your face. Oh, didn't you, did you have chickenpox? Yes, when I, I did. Was, yes. When I was twenty-two, I think I had some on my face. I think I did. Uh, um, I did too. Pox. Because I. I <laughs> Monkey pox, by the way, the outbreak is largely in England, Portugal, and Spain, but I can tell you this afternoon, we have the first U.S. confirmed case from this outbreak. It's well, somebody in Massachusetts who traveled to Canada. Yeah, and well, they, they were looking at uh, six Americans. They were potential monkeypox victims. Because Those are the people on that flight. They yeah. were on a flight with a British patient, and uh, they sat within three rows of the guy on a seven-hour flight from Nigeria to the U.K. Now, here's what you need to know. It can cause a fever, body aches, your lymph nodes can be enlarged, and eventually you can get those blisters we just talked about. One version is quite deadly and does kill up to 10% of people infected, but Mm. the version currently in England, the fatality rate is less than 1%. But isn't that where COVID is when you really crunch the numbers? That's right. So we should have exactly the same panic. We should be panicking over monkeypox. I'm waiting for it. That's why I mentioned this story. You're right. It's exactly what I'm thinking. When are we going to panic over monkeypox? It's, it's really scary. As you can, uh, you can pass it. Uh, you can it, you can get it from sexual transmission. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. person-to-person transmission isn't common. You have to have close contact with bodily but, fluids like saliva or pus from the lesions. But, but if you have lesions on your uh, on your member there, 
you could rupture the lesion. And then, you, the, the, then the monkey pox pus. This is your sexual transmission explanation? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You, you have can, a you, lesion on your... You can get lesions on your uh, And you And if you don't genitals. use a condom... Right. right. Then the friction causes the uh, blister to pop. And pus and goes now in. Now you have monkey pox pus spilling all over your, uh, your area there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, it's awful. Don't, you know, don't, don't have sex with somebody who's got monkey pox. Now, the cases in England are few, but the people didn't travel to Africa where this is more common. So what do they call it, John? We now know community transmission. We learned that from COVID, didn't we? Well, coughing and sneezing spread it, too. Uh, that's right. Um, these cases didn't even have contact with the case known to have traveled to Nigeria. So it does apparently point to the fact that the virus is spreading in the community undetected. You can get it from squirrels. Squirrels? squirrels. I thought it was monkeypox. Well, I don't know. Maybe it should be called squirrelpox. Uh, yeah, squirrelpox. Uh... <laughs> Just don't go near animals. Animals are disgusting, and they have all kinds of weird viruses. But it's funny you said that because here's an interview with a couple of experts from UCLA. How about that? The name is a bit of a misnomer. It should be rodent pox. Rodent pox. Because you mentioned squirrels, right? Yeah. The virus likely persists in squirrels, poached rats, dormice, or another rodent. Poached rats. I usually have scrambled rats. Primarily caught through an animal bite or a scratch Mm -hmm. or contact with the bodily fluid. Then it can spread to other people through the coughing and the sneezing or the contact with the pus. Right. Like the word pus. And then you get pus is like moist. Remember people surveyed didn't like the word moist? Yeah. I I don't like the word pus. I have never liked the word pus. Far more negative reaction I have to that than moist. And moist pus, that's the worst of all. I don't like Um, but they say it does not actually spread very well between people. The infection rate is much lower than that of something like um, smallpox. I'm not, I'm not touching anybody. I'm not touching a squirrel. I'm not touching a, uh, a rat. There was an outbreak in 2003. Anybody remember? No. No. It was contained very quickly. Several giant poached rats and squirrels <laughs> tested positive for the virus and spread it to prairie dogs being sold to people in the Midwest. <laughs> 47 people caught the disease from the prairie dogs. All right, what are they doing with their prairie dogs? Well, it could be a bite or a scratch. Or Maybe they tried to pet it. and Yeah. Um, it's know. lonely out there on the farm. Right. And the monkey pox is not new. It's been around for centuries, even possibly millennia, they say in the story. So, <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to talk again to a Santa Monica businessman by the name of John Alley. He has been persistent, and that's why we recognize his efforts in trying to clean up Santa Monica with the homeless problem and the crime problems, and he's been holding all sorts of meetings with officials. He got Sheriff Villanueva to come in there, and he's going to update us on where he is on this. And the Santa Monica officials don't care how how destructive their policies are. Well, they deny that there's a problem, (laughs) I guess. John and Ken show, and uh, Deborah Mark uh, is on vacation for another day. Mark Ronner has the news, KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today. 
at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.